The transfer portal gives Missouri a very talented defensive lineman for Oklahoma State while also taking away its best freshman on that D-line. Plus, the Missouri basketball team, a lot of departing players last season. Let's check out how they're doing in their new locations. All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. To power your growth, head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. And as I alluded to in the tease, well, unfortunately, Makai Wingo, an all-freshman defensive lineman for the Tigers, is entering the transfer portal. And this isn't a situation where it sounds like there's a chance he's going to come back to Missouri either. Sounds like he is definitely transferring. And if you want to connect the dots a little bit, well, perhaps LSU and Brian Kelly is Makai Wingo's next stop because, well, they recently hired his high school head football coach. So, There's one to keep your eye on. Also, just from what I understand, he has a good relationship with Barry Odom as well. So you never know, Arkansas could be a possibility for Makai Wingo too. Either way, be kind of a bummer to see him in the SEC on another team, wouldn't it? Is this whole thing starting to turn all of you off yet? All of this transferring around? Well, whether you like it or not, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. So before that, a few days before, in fact, hadn't... Wasn't able to get to this on the show yet. Jaden Jernigan, a defensive lineman for the Oklahoma State Cowboys, he sat out the 2020 campaign with complications relating to COVID, but had a very solid true freshman season in 2019. Also a good season in 2021 as well. Not a whole lot of sack numbers or anything like that, but again, he's an interior player, so I wouldn't be alarmed by the relatively low amount of sack totals. All I know is he's a guy that Oklahoma State wanted to come back. They certainly weren't pushing him out of the door out of the door by any means. So this is a big get for Missouri. Unfortunately, though, if you look at it as a trade, you trade a freshman interior defensive lineman, Makai Wingo, for a guy who is a junior or perhaps a sophomore, I don't know. I would have rather had Wingo is the point. If if you're going to ask me, you're going to make me pick one, I'd rather have the guy who's already been in the program, who's already been praised by the current defensive staff, including Steve Wilkes. But who knows, perhaps getting rid of Jethro Franklin, firing the defensive line coach, hiring Al Davis, perhaps that switch had something to do with Wingo's decision to transfer as well. In other Missouri news, Charlie Harbison, Missouri safety coach, is actually stepping down from that position but remaining within the program. He's got some personal family matters that he needs to attend to in his home state of North Carolina. So he's going to be taking some type of position within the Mizzou football program that's going to allow him some more flexibility to handle said family matters. So obviously, 
best wishes out to Charlie Harbison and his whole family, whatever they they happen to be dealing with. But, you know, quite frankly, an even bigger piece of news is that Zach Woodfin is not having his contract renewed. He is the former now Mizzou football director of athletic performance, what we used to simply call the strength coach, right? And, you know, I think strength coach, one of those underrated spots on any football program, if you have a really good strength coach, I think that's actually one area where you can really upgrade your entire roster. Not only with, obviously, literal strength, but also injury prevention, incredibly important in this sport as well. Now, for those of you who might happen to be Truman State alums, well, perhaps the name Cody Schrader rings a bell. In 2021, he was actually the Division II leader in rushing, and now he's heading down to Columbia as a preferred walk-on. So again, the D2 rushing leader, Cody Schrader, going to be on Missouri's roster next season as a preferred walk-on. So who knows? Could he possibly carve himself a role? We saw Mike Cox did it as a walk-on this past year. You never know, but I wouldn't exactly count my chickens before we've hatched there. Another Missouri transfer news, Connor Basilak has found his landing spot. He's going to be going to Indiana. So Connor is now a Hoosier. Also safety, Sean Robinson, who entered, is also entering the transfer portal. We don't know where he's going to land yet, but obviously, frankly, it's a little surprising that Sean didn't enter the transfer portal last year or a little bit earlier when obviously Connor Basilak, the, the previously mentioned Connor Basilak, passed Sean Robinson at quarterback on the depth chart. And well, Sean would never take another snap after that second start of last season against Tennessee. So good luck to Sean as well. Seemed like a really good guy. And, you know, with that extra year of eligibility, can't blame him for trying a little something different. Now, to say the least, at this current moment in college football history, we're, we're truly in a whole new world, not with just the transfer portal, but of course, name, image, and likeness as well. And if you've listened to me before, I, I hate to be repetitive here, but I think it's worth repeating that I'm not too worried about name, image, and likeness in general. If, for example, you know, if somebody wants to give Tyler Beatty some money to to advertise for this product or that product, or simply give him $100 to, to autograph a mini helmet or something like that, that doesn't bother me as a fan whatsoever. In fact, again, from the fan perspective, that has no effect on my fandom whatsoever. But I will say, this transfer portal thing, I thought it was mostly a basketball problem, really, because, hey, just win, baby, right? In football, most of the time, winning takes care of everything. But I have to say, even I am starting to get a little bit exhausted with the transfer portal, especially when you consider, hey, listen to Luther Burden, right? The number one player in the country, practically. Certainly the number one wide receiver in the country. The best recruit Missouri's had for a long time. Well, somebody wisely brought up the possibility that, you know, if this doesn't go well next season, who's to say that Luther Burden won't enter the transfer portal after one year as a Tiger? Because he does have to play three years of college football, or at least be three years removed from his high school class before he can go to the NFL. So if your burden doesn't go great next season, well, see you later, Columbia. It's been real, and I'll just transfer without any consequence whatsoever. I think if that actually happens, my goodness. I, I think if you think there's been a small amount of people who are turned off by the portal right now, boy, it's really going to start hitting people if something like that happens. 
Now, the point in me bringing that up is not to get people necessarily nervous about burden transferring. My point is, is yes, this is the world we live in, and you have to recruit your entire roster every single year. Imagine if the NFL had an entire league of players on one-year contracts. Wouldn't be great for continuity. Wouldn't be great for the fans either, in my opinion. So, I don't know. There's just a lot that college football has to figure out right now because if this sport keeps going that way, I don't think this is going to be great for its popularity. And speaking of transfers, well, the Missouri basketball team is certainly no no stranger to the transfer market, and many, many Tigers have transferred out just in the past year or so, including Xavier Pinson, notably Trey Jackson, Mark Smith, Parker Brown, Mario McKinney. How are all these guys doing in their next stops? Well, let's talk about those young men, but first, I want to tell you about our title sponsor, NetSuite. You see, this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. software. Well, to see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. You see, over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. You see, these people are going to help you with everything your small business needs from HR, planning, budgeting, even your financials and inventory. It's everything all you need to grow all in one place. So head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. Well, you might have seen the end of that LSU-Kentucky basketball game the other night down in Baton Rouge as former Tiger Xavier Pinson did practically a 360 dunk at the end of the game as a bit of an exclamation point for the Tigers down in down in LSU. And, well, you know, looking at how Pinson's played this year, quite honestly, he seems like basically the same dude that he was at Missouri last year. An explosive player, sometimes inefficient, not the greatest three-point shooter, most, you know, kind of a volume scorer at times, but obviously an incredibly quick step off the dribble, a heck of an athlete. But what really stood out to me, quite honestly, looking at those Ken Palm stats for Xavier Pinson, LSU, number one in the country defensively this year. I mean, I had to take off my my new my new uh, blue light blocking glasses and pull a, a Bryant Gumbel and, and really look at those numbers one more time for dramatic effect. I mean, really, Will Wade is usually, hey, top five in offense and we're about 100th in defense. Well, it's the exact opposite this year, ironically enough, because nobody ever accused Xavier Pinson of being a great defensive player. So, interestingly enough, LSU has completely flipped the script this year, but Pinson obviously providing them with some much-needed offense on a team that surprisingly needs it. Now, another guy who was obviously on last year's squad, Mark Smith, you might have noticed he had a gigantic game against Oklahoma recently with 25 points and 13 rebounds, while Smith notably hitting over 40% so far from downtown and also definitely having his biggest rebounding season 
in his career so far. So got to say, I'm a little bit jealous seeing good Mark Smith playing for Kansas State. And by the way, not only are Pinson and Mark Smith having solid seasons, well, they're on teams that are quite a bit better than Missouri is this season, to say the least. Pinson, a top 15 quality team so far. Mark Smith, K-State's probably top 50. They might be on the bubble of NCAA tournament stuff. So, you know, not a bad move for those two guys so far. Now, Parker Brown, by the way, he's actually on the 78th best team in the country. Again, quite a bit better than your Tigers. He's on Santa Clara playing a ton of minutes, by the way, and being very efficient offensively, blocking shots without committing fouls. It would definitely be nice to see him get to the free throw line a little bit more, but a very solid season so far for Parker Brown against lesser competition. I got to imagine he's setting screens, diving to the basket, and getting a decent amount of dunks, so good for him. He's definitely always shown a lot of athleticism. It seems like he's doing it, at least at a lower level right now. Finally, how about a couple more guys that haven't been on the sea, been on the team for a while, but they were the other two members of the Kobe Brown recruiting class. Trey Jackson at Seton Hall, looking really solid, man. He's a guy we could absolutely use his efficient scoring and solid rebounding. I don't know if his defense has come along to Conzo Martin's preferred level, but I got to say Trey Jackson, a guy that me and my frequent co-host in the past, Blake Stark, we were big fans of Trey Jackson, and so far, it looks like we were right. He's a solid, solid college basketball player, again, on a Seton Hall squad that is much, much better than Missouri. And by the way, believe it or not, even New Mexico State at 105th is still better than your Missouri Tigers, and that's where Mario McKinney ended up, Vashon High School to Missouri, now to New Mexico State. Well, quite honestly, though, we're not missing anything with Mario McKinney, it doesn't look like. He's an inefficient scorer, along with far, far too many turnovers for a reserve point guard. So all that speed and quickness and talent, it just doesn't seem like McKinney is ever going to quite harness it. It seems like he probably is who he is at this point in his college career. Oh, by the way, there is one more guy, Torrance Watson and Elon you know what? Torrance hasn't changed much either. Still seems like a nice kid and everything, but he still can't buy a bucket even at Elon. He's shooting less than 30% from downtown. So obviously mental health has been a really big topic nationwide, but specifically in the world of sports over the past year or so, especially as we're still in the middle of this global pandemic we have going on here. And that includes actually Kayla Kessinger, a Missouri softball player who on her Instagram account announced that she's going to sit out this coming softball season to sort of battle her own mental health issues, whatever they might be. And for her own mental health, essentially, I, I didn't mean to say mental health issues as if that were a pejorative or something like that, but suffice it to say that's her decision. And you know what? I just wanted to bounce off of what she's doing to talk much more generally about mental health in this final segment here. But first, I want to tell you about Get Upside. And Locked On Mizzou fans, this is an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It is Get Upside. Listeners are making up to $0.25 cents every time they fill up with a gallon of gas. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play and use the promo code SCORE. Once again, 
Download the app for free. Use the promo code SCORE, and you'll get an extra bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's right. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back per gallon on that first fill-up. That's right. Download the GetUpside app. Use the promo code SCORE to start saving yourself money at the pump. And by BetOnline, who would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march toward the NFL playoffs and beyond. And of course, regardless of what you like to bet on, BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. And I got to say, my last two money line underdogs, well, the U- UCF one went great. They took Florida down without too much difficulty, but Man, me backing Michigan over Georgia? Well, that was a huge mistake. But fortunately, if you took those two with an even amount of money, you're still up a unit. So don't get too mad at me. But you know what? Sign up today at Bet Online. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Once again, promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, where the game starts. So Missouri softball player Kayla Kessinger sitting out the season, clearly a huge loss on the field. She was second team All-American, in fact, during the 2020 campaign. And just to be really clear here, I'm not going to say anything specific about Kayla Kessinger's position, her, her situation, because I don't know anything about it. I don't know her, and she certainly hasn't shared any of those details with me. And first of all, just in general, I have total sympathy for any young people struggling with any type of mental illness, anguish, anxiety, whatever it might be. And especially this whole COVID-19 period has been trying on just about everyone and for various different reasons. And certainly I myself am not immune to that, despite all of the many things in my life that I have to be grateful for. But I will say I'm also a dad and I have a daughter and I think of ladies like Kayla Kessinger now, now that I'm pushing 40 at this point in my life, I start to think of them as sort of my daughter, an older version of my daughter sometimes like, Hmm. Now, if this was my kid, what sort of advice would I give her? What questions would I ask her? Well, again, if my daughter was playing softball for Mizzou and felt like she wanted to take the season off, I think my first question for her and Regardless if it was softball or golf or any sport, I would say, is this sport that you're playing the root cause of your issues? Because if it is, then I would get it. And I'd be really interested to hear about what she was going to replace that sport with. But I would also wonder, now wait a second. In Kayla Kessinger's post, she said, this is, her first sentence is, this is one of the most raw and real posts I will probably share. We live in a society that is blinded by social media and the need for perfection. Mental health is a subject that needs to be more normalized. Okay, and then there was a, she goes into much more detail after that. But I did note that she started by saying, we live in a society that is blinded by social media and the need for perfection. Now, of course, ironically, she posts this on her Instagram account. So I guess my question would be, for her, would be, now, wait a second. You just told me that Social media, essentially, is making you unhappy. Perhaps we should quit social media first, or at least take a break from it, and and see maybe if some of those issues, those mental issues, whatever they might be, maybe start to go away a little bit. And again, 
not a criticism of her whatsoever. I'm saying if I had a if I had a daughter and this is what she was doing, I would at least ask her this question. That's all I'm simply saying. And frankly, maybe it is the grind of of softball that she needs to get away from or in this hypothetical scenario that my daughter would need to get away from. And again, that's understandable too. I'm not trying to judge here, and I personally think that Kayla is right about social media. It's frankly a big, fat waste of time and a big dopamine hit is what it really is because suddenly, oh, you post a a picture of yourself looking in your rocking bikini or whatever, and you get 500 likes or something, and some dopamine release happens in your brain, and, and I don't know, you get addicted to that, quite frankly. And it's all about yourself. And people who focus on their self, themselves a lot tend to not be all that happy. So basically, hey, if you need a break from softball or, or frankly anything, you need a break from, from school or podcasting or your job, whatever it might be, then, then take a break. But there is something about softball or any sport or anything physical that engages your brain fully. See, that's, what's, that's one thing about social media, too, is it sort of tricks your brain into thinking that you're being productive when you're really not. You see, here's the thing. Again, softball, any sport, it's impossible to think about anything other than the ball that's coming at your face when you're at third base, for instance. If a gal hits a line drive at you, well, you don't have time to think about anything else other than engaging your brain fully with that baseball and trying to catch it with your mitt. There's nothing else that can go through your brain. So what you're not doing, you're not worrying about, oh, what do people think I look good in this picture? Oh, man, this person's life feels so much better than mine and blah, blah, blah. Again, this, this quest for perfection, I follow a lot of Missouri athletes. Some of them happen to be female. Some of them happen to look really good in a, in a swimsuit, for instance, and like showing pictures of themselves in said swimsuits in these exotic foreign locations. And if you just saw that version of their life, you would think these women have basically a perfect life. They're supermodels. Nothing ever goes wrong for them. Well, you know what? Instagram hotties out there, I got a deal for you. So, so we can all have a more realistic version of Instagram. How about you show me your crappy apartment building, too? Show me your crappy apartment with all your dirty clothes scattered in your bathroom because I know you're not that clean in real life. So let's just be honest. You can have that picture of you looking glorious in a bikini on the top of some volcano or something in an exotic location. I'm okay with that. But you know what? Give me your dirty apartment too so we at least balance it out. But in all seriousness, my real point here is I think a lot of mental health, you just need to put down the phone. Put down the Instagram account. Go for a walk. Go play softball, by the way. If it's just a fun game with you and your pals, go do that. Believe me, it's going to engage you. Go play ping pong. Go play a pickup game of basketball. Again, go for a nice long walk and leave the earbuds at home because all of this digital world that we're constructing is actually making most people miserable. And it may sound ironic coming from somebody who does podcasts. Well, to me, And this is going to sound really self-serving, but I think podcasts are a little different. You're essentially listening to a person or multiple people have a conversation. Ideas are being formed, and it's not about you necessarily. 
In fact, it's almost certainly not about you. The John Miller podcast is not about John Miller, everybody. So my point is, let's engage physically. Let's not run from physical activities. People need more of that. We need more of the tangible and less of the digital. This isn't an incredibly original thought, but I do think it's an important idea to get out there in the zeitgeist. So you know what? Again, Kayla Kessinger, wish, wish you all the best in the world as if you were my own daughter. Hope, hope everything turns out great for you. And you know what? If you're suddenly a, a more content, mentally well-off person from not playing softball, then great. I just would question if that's really the root cause or, or maybe it's social media as you seem to allude to at the very beginning. Again, no judgment, just some questions and just some thoughts to ponder. So you know what? Thanks once again for making this show your first listen. Why don't you make your second listen, Lucas Smith, my buddy over at Locked On, the St. Louis Cardinal baseball team. Got to check him out. One of the nicest guys I know, quite honestly, over at the Locked On Network and a Mizzou alum, too. So give that young man your listen. Hey, you got to get some baseball talk in your life because who the heck knows? We might not have a season coming up. But you know what? Until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.